0: Two of the most notable athletes at the Tokyo Games have made headlines, but not for their podium finishes. Tennis phenom Naomi Osaka and gymnastics star Simone Biles both made early exits from the Games and both have cited concerns over their mental health. I'm Dave Breckenridge and this is 10-3. National Post columnist Sabrina Mado joins me to discuss the significance of Osaka's loss and Biles' departure from team and all-around competition, why mental health in sports needs to be discussed now, and why the win-at-all-costs mentality is potentially harmful to athletes. Don't forget you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. or even on Amazon Music now. I'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about us. So Sabrina, some of the biggest news we've heard out of the Olympics in Tokyo have revolved around Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka. And we'll get into that in a second, but for those out there who don't follow tennis or gymnastics, can you explain who they are and what their significance is to their sports right now?
1: Of course, yeah. Naomi and Simone are respectively the top athletes in their sports. Naomi Osaka is the top female tennis player in the world. She's won four grand slams, just a fantastic athlete. And as for Simone Biles, she's called the GOAT, which stands for the greatest of all time. And that's not just in gymnastics, but many people consider it to be the top athlete in the world at the moment. She burst onto the scene in the Rio Olympics where she won four gold medals. And then she's also been a standout in the gymnastic worlds for a long time. And she was undoubtedly one of the biggest stars leading into the Tokyo Olympics.
0: For both of them, despite being heavily touted coming into these games, the Tokyo Olympics haven't gone quite as expected for either of them. So what happened? Can you break down for us, for both of these athletes, kind of what their Olympic games have looked like?
1: On Tuesday, they both hit unexpected bumps in the road. As for Naomi, she had a major upset where she had 32 unforced errors and was eliminated from the Olympics in only the third round. And as for Simone Biles in the team gymnastics all-around final, on her first vault, she appeared to lose her way in the air. She stumbled. She almost fell. It was actually incredibly dangerous. And after that, she pulled out of the finals due to mental health issues. And now she's also pulled out for the individual all-around finals.
0: And what have both of them said in the wake of these, I guess, not disappointments, but these kind of surprising turns of events for both of them?
1: They've both spoken about the mental health aspect of their decision or their loss in the case of Naomi and the immense pressure they felt coming into the games Leading up to the finals, before her disastrous fault, Simone had spoken on Instagram about how she felt the weight of the world on her shoulders at times. So you really got a sense of just the great amount of pressure these women were under and that they were struggling with it.
0: Naomi Osaka had already been facing scrutiny in the tennis world after first saying she wouldn't take part in media availabilities at the French Open. And then she pulled out of that tournament entirely. And then she passed up on Wimbledon in advance of the Olympics. Should we have recognized that these were signs that she was already struggling heading into the Olympic Games?
1: I think so. She has spoken for a while openly about her struggles with anxiety and depression. And when she pulled out of the French Open and didn't want to do the media availability because she felt it exasperated her anxiety and other mental health issues, that was definitely a warning sign. I think going into Tokyo, while many media commentators called what happened shocking, I don't think it's necessarily a surprise based on what we've seen over the last few months.
0: Simone Biles, her announcement seemed even more sudden and shocking, but given the pressure felt because she's seen as the most elite of elite athletes, and not to mention the fact that the sex abuse scandal involving Dr. Larry Nassar of of whom Biles was a victim, and not to mention the fact that Biles was essentially penalized for being far more talented than her competitors. Should we be surprised that there's essentially a potential breaking point for an athlete like that, that there is only so much pressure that one can take?
1: In my opinion, no. Like you said, she has been through so much from the sex abuse scandal to she's spoken very openly about the general toxic culture that is USA Gymnastics and the sort of verbal abuse they put their athletes under. On top of the fact that she's not just under pressure as an elite athlete, but she has to represent female athletes. She has to represent Black athletes. She's considered almost a pop culture icon. There's pressure coming at her from all angles and Humans can only handle so much.
0: What do you think the sports world has to reckon with here?
1: I think a big thing is that winning shouldn't come at all costs. Traditionally in athletics, especially athlete athletics, uh, you're expected to go on the field or on the gym floor. No matter what, basically, if you can walk, if you're not literally like laying in a stretcher, you're supposed to go out and compete. But now we have these athletes coming out and saying, no, there's other important things in life and specifically mental health. And that needs to come ahead of winning what ultimately while is important. It's the Olympics is just a game or a sport.
0: And it is supposed to be, you know, it's the world coming together. It's it's amateur sport. I know there's money on the line for the Olympics for TV sponsors, for other sponsors, but at the, at the end of the day, we are talking about kind of a competition that's supposed to bring the whole world together, aren't
1: we? Absolutely. I mean, we always talk about the Olympic spirit and what does that mean? And supposedly it means more than just winning, more than just what happens on the gymnastics floor or on the court. And I think that embracing mental health and speaking openly about it and putting athlete well-being first is and should be part of the Olympic spirit.
0: Yeah. Now, while there've been a lot of support thrown to both Naomi Osaka and Simone Biles, there's been some pretty harsh criticism. What are some of the detractors saying? And do you feel that this is made worse by the fact that we're talking about female athletes and women of color?
1: Yes, they've both faced a lot of criticism. Um, Naomi Osaka, ever since she pulled out of the French Open, has been getting a lot of criticism. And definitely some of that is made worse by the fact that she's both a female and a biracial athlete, particularly in Japan that's a very difficult place to be. And there's been a lot of comments that, oh, she's not really Japanese and Hmm. she shouldn't be representing her country, which is just awful. And as for Simone as well, she's been getting a lot of criticism that she let her team down or she's not tough enough. And again, I think the fact that she's a female athlete adds to that. People are just waiting for them to fail. And of course, there's always bad actors who come in with misogyny or racism and just use these incidents to um, further their own hatred.
0: In some of the U.S. media I've seen, there seems to be also a political alignment, if you will. Not saying that people on the left or the right are more supportive or less supportive, but you see a lot of conservative commentators coming out, especially around the Simone Biles issue and being heavily critical. Why has this turned into something that, that's like a political flashpoint?
1: Well, it seems everything in the US these days is a political flashpoint. So I think that's part of it. But I think on some level, um, especially conservative politicians in the States, they know their base, there's a lot of racism, a lot of hatred there. And on some level, I think a few of them are essentially dog whistling to um, those base elements.
0: Earlier, you mentioned the idea that we talk about, you know, mental health being important and it's something that we need to pay attention to around even elite athletes. Like typically with athletes, we see years of work on the mental game. You always hear about this in various sports. Tennis is one where you you hear about it being a very psychological game. Athletes work on their mental game alongside the physical sport. So they can be able to filter out some of the background noise and whether that's externally or even within themselves, and they can focus on the competition, What's significant about what we're seeing now, with some elite athletes saying their health or their mental health is more important than one event or one competition?
1: Yeah, I think that there needs to be even more support, despite the fact that athletes now do often have access to therapy, like you said, and they do focus on that psychological aspect. There needs to be more, and particularly when it comes to Simone Biles and USA Gymnastics, we have to look at some of the systemic and structural issues there, whether it's covering up sexual abuse, whether it's verbal abuse, whether it's just the toxic culture in these organizations as a whole. Mm -hmm. And I think on top of that, the current social media culture doesn't help either, which really just puts an entire different level of pressure on these athletes that they're more than just top athletes. Now they're celebrities, they're pop culture figures. It's something that we haven't really seen on this level in the past.
0: Could we finally be recognizing that the idea that we need to win or compete at all costs. That mentality, while it's been ingrained in sport for decades, may be more harmful than previously thought. Or is it part of the nature of sport?
1: I think it's going to be a tough one to overcome because it has been ingrained for so long. But I think with people being more open with conversations about mental health and well-being, hopefully that is overcome. Ultimately, athletes are people too, they're humans first, even though they're often billed as superhuman and they need to put themselves first, particularly in the case of gymnastics, it's an incredibly dangerous sport. If you Mm -hmm. land the wrong way, you can be paralyzed or you can die. It's happened to athletes in the past and putting yourself at that level of risk just isn't worth it. If your head's not in the game. It's interesting
0: that you mentioned that, you know, when I was much younger, I I recall watching the Olympics and I remember Carrie Strug The gymnast landing a vault on what was later revealed to be a broken ankle. There was another gymnast this week who came out and talked about how, you know, she was never given proper treatment for landing on her head on the balance beam. Is there still a reckoning coming for sports like this that they really need to deal with the situation where you have these much older kind of bears of coaches domineering these young athletes, these diminutive you know, young women who are participating in the sport?
1: I believe there is a reckoning coming and I think it will happen in both male and female athletics. Um, I was an NCAA athlete and I can tell you that no matter what sport you're in, if you get injured, it's let's wrap you up, let's inject you with something. Let's put you back on the field or the court. And that's a really dangerous attitude because it leads to more severe injuries. It can lead to very dangerous scenarios. And really, it's a form of abuse in many cases.
0: Earlier on in the lead up to the games, you had written a column talking about why the Olympics are a good thing, why it's the kind of thing that we should all get behind. How does that mentality reckon itself with The idea that, you know, there are harmful aspects to the games and the mental health or the health and well-being of these athletes is at stake.
1: What I wrote was despite all the controversy in the Olympics and all the bad things that come with it, at least we're talking about those bad things. Mm -hmm. And particularly when it comes to female athletes, uh, minority athletes they don't get the spotlight very often. I mean, in Canada, there's no major professional women's sports leagues. So this is our chance to actually address these issues. So while, of course, it's terrible that Naomi and Simone are suffering through this, at least we're having a chance to reckon with these issues and hopefully spark change for the future.
0: Do you feel the fact that, especially in Canada, and this game's, and I believe in Rio in 2016, there's a lot of... Hardware coming home in the hands of women and it puts female athletes in the spotlight and it gives us a chance to address some of these issues. Do you feel that the fact that we're seeing a lot of success from female athletes in Canada allows us kind of more access to those conversations?
1: Yeah, I think we're seeing a breaking point. I mean, this is the first games to reach gender parity in general, where there's more than 50% of female athletes. And the success we're seeing from the woman on Team Canada, I mean, it just goes to show that Female sports can be just as exciting as men. They can be just as athletic, just as successful. And it's putting aside any of those age-old stereotypes that watching women is boring or they're just not strong enough. And hopefully we do see change and we see more investment in female sports, whether that's on an amateur or professional level in Canada.
0: Well, it is a fascinating discussion. It's a shame that sometimes it takes four years in between these events before we have conversations like this. Sabrina, thanks for your time.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: 103 is produced by Sean Knox, theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest Sabrina Mado. More from her at nationalpost.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening.